Welcome to Had to Be There, the podcast that allows you to explore the world's greatest destinations through the stories of those who have been there. Here to ignite the wanderlust within, your host and favorite travel planner, Kelly Acevedo. Bon and welcome to the Had to Be There podcast. I'm your host, Kelly. And this is episode 32. I have really been looking forward to this episode for a while because we will be taking you to the island nation of Aruba. And I just so happen to be an Aruba certified expert. So I figured this would be a great time to kind of pop in and talk about who should visit Aruba. And spoiler alert, it's everyone. They don't call it one happy island for nothing. The weather in Aruba is literally like 82 degrees and sunny all year long. There's just a constant breeze. They're outside of the hurricane belt. So there's never not a good time for a vacation to Aruba. But Kelly, what types of travelers might benefit from a trip to Aruba? (laughs) I'm so glad that you asked. Let me break it down for you. The first group is for sure family travelers. Aruba is the safest island in the Caribbean, super low crime rate. And that's really important when you're visiting a new island or a new country with kids. Um, It's super important anyways, but especially if you're traveling with little ones. You can take a day trip to De Palm Island, which is an all-inclusive private island You're going to get lunch, there's a water park, beach sports, water sports, salsa lessons, anything that you could think of, snorkeling. The kids are going to go out and explore. Mom and dad can hang out at the bar. It's all included. It makes for a really fun day. And at some resorts on the island, kids stay free. So (laughs) honestly, why not, right? Second group we want to talk about is romance travelers. Aruba is just the perfect spot for a destination wedding, a honeymoon, a proposal, vow renewals, bachelor and bachelorette parties, romantic getaways. It's such a great destination for couples. And the island is one of the most welcoming LGBTQ plus friendly destinations in the Caribbean. So that means all couples can celebrate their love in Aruba with a wedding celebration or a honeymoon or whatever other grand romantic gesture that you could imagine. The third group is going to be culinary travelers. That's right. I'm talking to you, foodies. Aruba is considered the Caribbean's culinary mecca. It's home to over 90 different nationalities, and each one brings their own unique twists and flavors on every dish that they create. So no matter where you pop into, if it's at a resort, if you find a little local spot, anywhere that you can think of to sit down for a meal, you're going to have an incredible experience. Fourth group, adventure travelers. That's right, you can indulge your wild side by land or by sea. They've got windsurfing, scuba diving, 
snorkeling. You can explore all the shipwrecks along the reef. You know, you can travel inland and explore the caves and ancient boulders by foot, horse, ATV. Observe the wildlife in their natural habitats. Visit Arakak National Park, Boobily Bird Sanctuary, the Donkey Sanctuary, Ostrich Adventures, Butterfly Farm, the list goes on and on. So if you're thinking, uh, Kelly, I don't know, Aruba's not really for me. I'm not much of a beach vacation kind of person. I really need to get my adrenaline pumping. I've got you covered because Aruba is the spot for you. Fifth group is culture travelers. These are the folks who really like to just immerse themselves in the local culture. They want to learn about the people who inhabit this beautiful island. So yeah, let's go. Visit San Nicolas, the cultural capital of Aruba. Immerse yourself in the local art scene. Attend service at one of the island's 50 plus churches. Stroll through one of the museums, take a dance class, meet the locals. They love it. The people who live on the island of Aruba are so friendly, so welcoming, so passionate about their culture. Sit with them while they're having a jam session on their front porch. They would love to have you. And the final group I want to touch on is wellness travelers. Aruba is the ultimate place to relax and rejuvenate mind, body, and soul. Become one with nature on a long hike. Do some yoga on the beach. Spend the day at a world-class spa. You cannot go wrong. (laughs) It's honestly just the perfect spot to take a beat and really take stock of your life, which leads us right into today's episode. Now, before I bring in my guest, if you feel like you fit into any of these categories, and honestly, even if you don't, and an Aruba vacation is just calling to you, drop me a line. Let's let's get you booked. Let's get you out there. You won't regret it. I promise. Today's guest, my new friend Blake, has a really motivating story to share about his first visit to the island and how it just changed the trajectory of his life. So without any further ado, let's jump right in. All right, Blake, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Well, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it too. We're going to talk about my favorite place in the world. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. Before we get into it, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Well, um... Um, I'll start, uh, I'll go back 12 years, but don't worry, it's not going to be a long story. <laughs> um, I, uh, the, the, the big turning point in my life happened at, at that time, and that was when my granddaughter was born, and she was an unplanned surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my, my daughter uh, kind of sprung that on us, and <laughs> uh, it kind of changed, you know, obviously, everything in our lives. But it really changed the direction of my life because I realized that um, the way I was living wasn't going to work with this new thing that we had to, you know, take on in our life. <laughs> so I spent the last decade or so uh, really focusing on self-development. And uh, one of the fortuitous things about the, the the birth of my grandchild was, you know, my daughter was still in school and we were not, you know, my wife and I were not going to have her wreck her 
her future, you know, because of one, one little mistake, things happen. And so I had to leave the dead end job that I was in at the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as many people often say, turned out to be the best thing I could have done. You yeah. know? And that set my life, uh, you know, generally in that direction. And um, my my granddaughter and now I, I also now have a grandson. Oh, and they came to call me Gumpy. That was, I guess, their attempt at Grampy, or this was this word that they coined. And to oh, this day, I'm cute. called Gumpy. Everyone in the family calls me it. And oh. I like to say that in my in my personal development over the 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 over that time, I went from being Mister Grumpy to being Mister Gumpy. Oh, I and love that. <laughs> so yeah. So now I spend all my time uh, helping other people bring abundance into their life to uh, try to find the joy in the day find the silver lining in the clouds. Just try to find a little joy in every single day because we're here for a good time, not a long time. That's and right. it's just not a lot of time to to dwell on the on the bad. And uh, and I also teach a specific program called Little Steps to Big Success, which helps people to do what I did uh, in creating my life transformation. And that is to just take a little something every day. Mm-hmm. And over time, it adds up because the time is going to pass anyway. Right. Why not use that time to just do a little something, a little something, and boy, it adds up real quick. And next thing you know, you've lost a bunch of weight, you've cleaned up a bunch of debt, and you've turned your whole life around, and boom, you're on the air with Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love your whole just message and story, and I'm so excited to hear more about it. Um, now, where are you from originally? Okay, so I was born in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Most folks know where that is, big bigger mm-hmm. city in Canada. Sure. Um, then I grew up in a, a, a place called Calgary. Which okay. A lot of folks also, I think, know know that one. Um, but now I reside in a suburb of Toronto called Brampton. Okay. And uh, we actually uh, just uh, pretty much a week ago um, had a huge cellular and um, uh, internet uh, collapse. Yikes. Uh, Yeah. And it's just we we lost all contact. But it was interesting because uh, I managed to find a little little hot spot where I could put just a little quick live recording up on social media Mm -hmm. to my followers. I post daily. So, of course... You know, one day and everyone's going, where'd he go? What happened? So right. <laughs> most people figured it out, given the news yeah. of the time, of course. <laughs> but I managed to just get on real quick. And I just reminded everybody, I said, hey, listen, while the cell phones are off and the Internet is down, don't forget, don't sit in a corner staring at your device that isn't even working. Mm-hmm. You know, wonder what, get out and have a good time. It was really nice weather in most of the affected area. So yeah. I said, get outside. I ended up actually getting a sunburn. Made me realize, unfortunately, how long it's been since I was out right. in the sun for a good amount of time. So it was a wonderful reset and rethink time for, for everybody. Yes, absolutely. Now, have you had the opportunity to travel a lot? Have you been to many places? Actually, um, the, the place we're going to eventually talk about, mm-hmm. um, uh, it, it's, it's my favorite place in the whole world. But it's also when I went there uh, at the age of I was I was about to turn 49 uh, Uh in the year that we were there. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time in my entire life that I had crossed an ocean or left the continent of North America. I, uh, I traveled all around Canada and many places in the United States. 
But yeah, 49, almost 49 years of age. Uh, that was the very first time that I ever, um, as I said, crossed the ocean or, or left the left the continent. So, OK, see, I can appreciate that because I only discovered, I guess, my love of travel a little bit later in my life than some people. Um, and when you finally did take this trip, mm-hmm. it really had an impact on your entire life. It did. And I, I would be lying if I didn't say I quite suspect that part of the reason there was such impact was because it was the first time in nearly <laughs> half a century of life that I saw some other part of the world other than what was uh, immediately uh, around me. So I right. think that may have been part of the impact as well. I mean, maybe, but I let's, I mean, let's not waste any more time here, Blake. <laughs> I am so excited because I have a lot of friends who have visited this place and have gone back time and again and I mean, everybody just comes back raving about the island and the people there. Um, so tell us where we're going today. Well, I'll, I'll start by saying Bon Bini, which mm-hmm. is welcome. It's on every sign everywhere around it. It's known as One Happy Island. One Happy Island, yeah. And it sure the heck is. <laughs> uh, and it is the the island of the Dutch Caribbean island of Aruba. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And until we had traveled there, I only knew it as the first word of the song Kokomo. Right. <laughs> um, it is now the only word in the song Kokomo. My family and I sing Kokomo, just Aruba repeatedly. Just Aruba, no yeah. other islands. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So yeah. who joined you on this trip? Well, okay. Fun story here. Mm-hmm. Um, when uh, the the second grandchild was born, uh, it was going to be a time of great joy because you know we 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 had a little more warning and we're more expecting this. <laughs> and, you know, and you so, had time you know, to mentally prepare for this one. <laughs> that's right, and things were falling into place in our lives and everything. Yeah. And then my wife was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, oh, literally no. a week after our little joy was born. Oh. And it was my mother-in-law, her her mom, who reached out to me and said, I can't take this anymore. This is just, you know, we'd also had a death in the family recently. We just had a real big pile of adversity come our way. Yeah. And, you know, I, I often say to people, I, I that was the moment in which I learned to really grow. Mm-hmm. And, and that was the time I realized, you know, it's always going to happen. It's just stuff's going to come at you. And right. you can let it beat you up or you can rise to it. And, you know, and that's great. But not everybody can do that. Sometimes when you're getting battered over the head repeatedly, you, you just have to kind of fall down and hold your head. And right. and my, my mother-in-law was just just it was getting to be too much. And she said, I just I want to do something. I don't know. I'm thinking maybe get away. Just go away somewhere. And it's off the top of my head. I don't know, because it started with A. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I'd listened to Kokomo recently. Maybe. <laughs> I said, you know, well, maybe Aruba. And next thing I know, she has booked it and we're all going. Everybody, including the newly born grandson who doesn't oh, even remember being wow. there. <laughs> yeah. My granddaughter who adored it wants to go back, you know, again. Yeah. And uh, yeah, my my uh, wife's uh, parents and her and me and our kids, we all went. We went for three weeks from December wow. 15th to January 6th. So right Amazing. over Christmas and New Year and right on the edge of my birthday, just that 49th birthday I mentioned. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we were there for three weeks. She 
booked us a private villa. We all Ooh, had our, nice. our own room, our own private bathroom. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I stayed in a lower level apartment and the doors opened right out to the pool. Wow. So you want to get up and have a little midnight swim? Wouldn't even disturb anybody. And uh, yes, yeah, so th- three weeks and, you know, it's funny, it's it. we're coming up to eight years ago when that actually happened. And yet at the time, I remember being there in the second week and just walking down the road, enjoying the beautiful trade winds and thinking to myself, wow, it's only a couple of weeks, you know, like we're, we're only halfway. It's like, this is never going to end. This is great. I love it. I, I love how, how it's, you know, it's not racing by. And then it was over and then it's been eight years. So it's wow. like, <laughs> oh, I feel man. like it's always like, I find I always have that exact moment when I'm on vacation. Like, wow, it's, it's only half over. Like this is going yeah. by so slow. And it's always immediately after that, the rest of it flies by. Yeah. We should <laughs> learn to not say that. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Amazing. Um, so tell me a little bit about being um, in Aruba for the holidays. Well, I'll tell you, uh, it was, it was, it is still my favorite Christmas and I have, Enjoyed some really good times as a child um, yeah. in, in my household. That was our, my mother's and my favorite time of year. Mm. So we, you know, I got great memories. I have a lot of great holiday memories because I'm a holidays kind of guy. Although I don't like snow. So oh, I don't, okay. you know, I, I, I'd be great if they relocated it to July, but uh, <laughs> but it's important to have it the holiday season at the end of the year for everybody yeah. that celebrates because it is a glum type of time of year and it's a great way to spark it up so i certainly yeah. understand and it was very weird to be for the first time uh and and i haven't ever since either been in a place that didn't have snow mm-hmm. uh, although one of the houses near the villa uh obliged and they had i guess it was cotton that they had on the ground cotton batting oh how funny they, yeah they'd made fake snow and they did oh, it. <laughs> <Yeah>. that's cute <laughs> so we got a little taste of it but yeah. I, I was quite all right without it right <laughs> the two big highlights for me were both on the 25th um and that was in the morning uh, we still have the video of it we all stood at the end of the pool in our, outside our villa and and we all had a little red hats on and, you know, you know, all in our swim trunks and literally shouted Merry Christmas and jumped into the pool. Oh. And uh, and that night we took a sunset catamaran cruise wow. across the Caribbean with, you know, complete with rum punch and hors d'oeuvres and the whole bed. And, Very oh, fancy. Oh, man. It's <laughs> It's just, it's indescribable. You yeah. go out to sea and that you just, they take you out far enough that all you can hear is the gentle lapping of the waves against the side of the boat, mm. right? And as the sun sets silently and oh, it's just amazing. I got some great pictures and, and video from, from that moment as well. So the Had to Be There podcast is brought to you by Vacations by Kelly, where your host becomes your travel agent. As a proud affiliate of Academy Travel, Kelly specializes in Disney destinations and can help with all non-Disney excursions worldwide as well. When you book with Kelly, you're getting much more than a travel agent. You're getting a personalized concierge-level travel partner. And the best part? Her services are completely free. It's true. So when you're ready to make your next travel dream a reality, Vacations by Kelly is ready to make it happen. Visit hadtobethere.net slash vacations to get started. 
Th- those were two of the real highlights of it, you know, specifically being the holiday time. Yeah. Other than that, it's just that um, they do take their holidays very seriously. Um, Easter and, you know, and, and the holiday time. And, and they're very diverse there. So, you know, they're not just celebrating Christmas. That is a big part of it because mm-hmm. that's, you know, the way they lean. But you see everything being celebrated there. Um, they had a wonderful Kwanzaa display in the uh, Pasio uh, Hacienda, the main plaza. Wow. And yeah, at night they went on and they had the dancing waters there. And then they had this whole tribute to Kwanzaa. And wow. it was, yeah, it was really fun, very exciting. And so it's, it covered all the bases, but I'll tell you, there's, there's, there's nothing like being there in, in the holidays. And we were warned you know, you, I know you like going on the holidays and that's all fun and everything, but people warned us that we were going in the rainy season. Oh. And it rained a total of 25 minutes over three weeks. Oh, wow. Most of it concentrated in one downpour in the afternoon of one day. <laughs> And I said, are you kidding me? (laughs) I think we can live with this. (laughs) We see more rain here in the Ontario area in a a typical morning than they see all year. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. But it's all perspective. It's all perspective. Exactly. Exactly. So tell me about this had to be their moment that you had. So. That would have been on December 31st of 2014 at about 11.59 and 59 seconds, <laughs> just before the most incredible fireworks show you would ever hope to see uh, began. It lasted, no word of exaggeration, genuinely 20 minutes. Wow. It was three barges that they had parked about a mile off the shore of Palm and Eagle Beach. Mm-hmm. And I guess these barges were, I, I guess there was room for somebody to operate it, but otherwise it was filled with fireworks. Wow. And they set them off at midnight. And I'll tell you something, anywhere you are in Aruba at midnight on December 31st, night turns into day for about 30 seconds or so because everybody's fireworks go off pretty much simultaneously. Wow. Then it's a sporadic light show for a half an hour. But at that moment when midnight turns, Mm -hmm. it's like daylight because the sky is so filled with light. Wow. It's just unbelievable to see. Yeah. So these fireworks are going off. I'm standing in the sand. I can feel the the water coming up into my, uh, uh, you know, into my, on my toes. Mm -hmm. And uh, my wife is standing beside me. I think my kids were a little further back up because they'd been at a little beach party just before they'd wandered down to <laughs> to see the the fireworks. But they were nearby. And uh, I just sat there watching. And you know, when you watch something long enough that's repetitive, though it was splendid, it was, of course, you know, repetitive, sure. going up, exploding, going back. You sort of get mesmerized. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I realized as I'm standing here, a new year has begun. Mm-hmm. I didn't really make any resolutions because, you know, I'm sitting in the middle of paradise. You sure. don't really think about what am I going to change? Yeah, it doesn't get do much better than that. <laughs> exactly. But I did say that at that moment, I said, I'm going to come back here and I'm going to bring people with me or I'm going to invite people to come and I'm going to show them this same moment. I don't know if we'll be here on New Year's, you know, watching fireworks, but... We're going to be in this place where abundance is everywhere. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm going to use that to show people you know, kind of what abundance is about. Abundance is not an amount of wealth. Abundance right. is not uh, even a, a way of, of thinking. It's, it's an attitude towards your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And it's freedom. Abundance right. above all else is freedom. And in that moment, I felt more freedom than, you know, I could ever imagine. I could have just sat there staring at the bright lights, you know, yeah. for, forever. Now, maybe I just had a little shiny object syndrome at the moment there or whatever, <laughs> but it felt to me like an epiphany, yeah. uh, perhaps a catharsis because I realized how, how much of my life I had. I don't want to say wasted because I've been, you know, I've done some fun and exciting things in my life, but I realized how slowly I'd been plodding through it. Mm-hmm. And how I hadn't really seized the moment in every possible day because I was just standing there watching that and just going, I, I've never done this before. I've wandered into some fireworks. I've gone to the beach. Yeah. I've never done anything quite like this. Right. And it's an indescribable atmosphere. That's the thing, too, is standing there. Even when I watch the video, I can still hear the echoing of the sounds around me. I'm reminded of of that right. feeling that I had, that atmosphere, that sense of being part of the atmosphere of the of the place. Yeah. And it's indescribable. It's 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 amazing. And happily, I can still even after this many years uh lay in bed in the dark with the right sounds playing, you know, into my ears and I can be there. I can be there in that moment. And uh it's certainly my happy place when I meditate. That's where I go. <laughs> oh my straight, gosh, I don't blame you. It. Yeah. That's incredible. So you had this, I mean, unreal moment on the beach there. And that kind of was a life-changing moment for you. What happened after that? Well, when I got back home, um, I, I had already begun to to accomplish some of the transformation in my life because it had come as a result of my granddaughter. Mm-hmm. But I really kicked into high gear with it after I came back because that was when I realized that, well, I guess that's that was the birth of little steps to big success because I'd taken big bites out of stuff and I'd accomplished a lot. And I certainly don't, you know, uh, uh, consider that, that I I wasn't successful just because I was attacking my my, you know, uh, my transformation so heavily. Right. Uh, the little steps way is is the best way to go. But if you can do it with big steps, then go for it. Of, sure. of course, you know, <laughs> More absolutely. Power to you. <laughs> yeah. But I did realize that I could get more out of my life in general by just taking a little morsel of this, a little morsel of that, so that I get to have a bite of everything each day. Mm-hmm. rather than today I do all of this and the next day I do all of that. And that was kind of the way I did things. And sure enough, when I shifted that mindset and shifted that that action set, uh, life just suddenly became a lot more rewarding for me, but also for the people around me. Because I, I adored my grandchildren. I adored spending time with them. And even then I spent lots of time with them. Yeah. But when I got really focused on my personal development, et cetera, um, you know, there were days when we'd hang out and then there were days when, well, Grampy's got some stuff he has to do. Mm. And when I made that adjustment where everything was a morsel, there was at least a few minutes in every day where I just drop everything and we'd hang out together. Yeah. Uh, That was also how I discovered the Pomodoro Technique. As I was, I was literally describing what I did and someone said, you know, that's already a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and so now every day uh, I literally apply 
Pomodoro. So my my grandson and I have a little arrangement. He literally watches the timer and tells me uh, that's time. It's the five minutes, Grampy. Let's go. We're playing cards. Wow, so, sweet. For those who don't know Pomodoro, it's 25 minutes on, five minutes off over yeah. a, a one or two or you know, sometimes I'll do a three hour crunch period to get a project done. Right. And it's wonderful because you, the productivity in the 25 minutes on is phenomenal just because of that five minutes that you pull away. There's a bit of a push because you know, that five minute break is coming up and you want to get something done. Yeah. (laughs) Five minutes isn't enough to make you forget where you left off or anything like that. You know, you can get back in and the recharge is Unless you've done it, you kind of almost would laugh at five minutes isn't enough to recharge. Oh, yeah, it is. And yeah. and even get stuff done. I'll switch from professional to domestic. So I get out of my chair. I go stretch, I, you know, walk around a bit and then I'll go do some dishes or something and then right. come back. Just that separation. It's so invigorating and the productivity is is so huge. And it's a big part of what I teach when I actually do uh, teach people the little steps to big success is that, you know, take parts of your day to do that and make sure those five minutes you've committed to something that's really valuable to you. And when you're done, you'll have this project finished, great productivity, your boss will be happy or whatever it is. And you'll realize, man, and I clocked 40 minutes of my favorite thing, you know, cumulatively through, even if it's exercise, because we know now exercise doesn't have to be continuous. If you get up and walk for three of the five minutes every single time, you come back and realize I walked a half an hour total by the time I was done. Right. Or there's my 10,000 steps if that's what you like to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very life-changing, not just for me, but for for the people that I help as well. Yes. So you are an abundance coach now. Yes. Yes. Um, And this is, I mean, you really chalk this up to this trip that you took to Aruba with your family. It was the turning point. And I guess my had to be there moment is Mm -hmm. that when you're there and you have, when you're in an environment where you can have an, an epiphany. Or as I said, maybe a catharsis, because it really was looking at some things that had to change, you know, which is more cathartic. Um, When you're in an environment where that can happen, you really do get a 180 degree spin. You really get to turn all the way around and start moving in completely the opposite direction from, from what you were doing and how you were doing things. And I guess the biggest breakthrough, the biggest U-turn for me was that everything I'd done up to that moment was for me, mm-hmm. uh, apart from, of course, you know, helping my my daughter and, you know, and and raising the, the grandchildren it's a, a little bit for them. But right. even that was for me. It was for my peace of mind. Um, you know, obviously I had a little question about my parenting skills when we, <laughs> when this <laughs> happened, so I had a little something to prove, I guess. And yeah, so, but everything was toward me. I have to get healthier. I have to get, you know, have to do this. Mm-hmm. And I was doing it for the betterment of my family and being able to serve at a higher level, right. but you know, it was still for me. It was in that moment, standing in the sand, watching those fireworks that I said, you know, you have really accomplished something. And there's a lot of people out there who would really like to know how you did it. Yeah. And it's time to go to the next level and and share what you did with the world and how you did it. And and then maybe even, you know, find out from people what's going on in their life so that you can customize what you did. Because exactly what you did isn't going to work for everyone else, might not work for anyone right. else. Right. The principles are there, but maybe you need to take it to a level where you really connect with people and say, okay, okay. 
what what's the direction you want to go? What's the change you want to make? What's the big overwhelming thing in your life that you're you, you're just so intimidated by? You think you can never get it. Mm-hmm. And then let's figure out how to chunk it down into these little steps. Your little steps will be different from my little steps, but the staircase is the same. They're all designed right. the same way, right? right? So, and that was the moment. That was the standing there in Aruba right there was when I said, when I get back, this is the mm-hmm. first day of the rest of my life because I, I have something to offer people. I've been blessed yeah, by being given this opportunity to come through this adversity, grow mm-hmm. so much that even at you know nearly fifty years of age, this old dog learned a bunch of new tricks, <laughs> and you know ch- changed to the point that people who knew me just I don't even recognize you anymore. You you are wow. so different, and I just thought if you keep that just to yourself. Uh, that's, that is very, very selfish. That's you, you can't do that. You've got to share this with people. And so that was my had to be there moment because until you're in a moment like that, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can really, you know, transform your intention, your legacy almost, uh, you know, as I did, which is okay. I'm giving this to the world because that's, I can, I can make a lot of people a lot happier. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. And now you even host these abundance retreats. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Well, you know what? I'll get the bad news out of the way first. We haven't had one in a while, obviously, thanks to our our little (laughs) microscopic friend. Uh, But it again, uh, we took that as an opportunity to regroup, rethink. Um, We'd had some input from people. Now, no one ever complained. You you just don't go to Aruba and say, oh, there's some things I didn't enjoy. Right, <laughs> so, right. But people did say, this would have been fun. Or how about that? Or people even, even see something and go, hey, is this a real thing? Do they do that in Aruba? It's like, yeah. Could we do that on the retreat? You know, just, <laughs> just input suggestions. Um, so everything's been feedback, no criticisms. Everyone enjoys what we do. Uh, but we just thought, well, here, here's a chance to step back then. And go through some of these things and maybe reshape the the event and, you know, do it a little bit differently. We were hoping to get out there this year uh, and we actually had two uh, um, uh, near misses, <laughs> near miss oh attempts. Boy. Yeah. Uh, both of which we had to cancel. Um, absolutely want to do a shout out, if you don't mind, to uh, a group called Ten or More in Britain. And to the Merlot Villas, which is where we stayed the very first time I was ever there. And that's where I went back to do the retreat. Oh, nice. Um, and thanks to all, both of those uh, folks, uh, my, both myself and all of the people who signed up got 100% of their money back the two times that we had to cancel. Oh, great. Yeah. They had a one of the best COVID policies I've I've witnessed anyway. Yeah. Because yeah. there was everything. Everybody got all their money back. Everyone was, was thrilled. I had people say, listen, just keep the money and tell me when it's on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's, uh, yeah. So a little bit unfortunate there. Uh, so we just decided that maybe this wasn't the year it was meant to happen. Right, right. And so we're taking another chance to kind of regroup it and set it all up. So right now, the next Aruba Abundance Retreat is uh, scheduled for the fall of next year, 2023. Excellent. I yeah. love that you 
kind of return to the scene of the crime, if you will. <laughs> well, exactly. And it's funny because that was something that eluded me for a couple of seconds at the beginning of it, because I said, I want to do a retreat. I want to do this. I want to do that. All about abundance. And you know how sometimes you just miss the forest for the trees. And, and I was looking at local places and I thought, well, how about here? How about there? Right. And so somebody, they, someday, one, somebody just said to me, well, you know, where did you get the idea? Where did this all come from? And I said, oh, well, I was going to Aruba. It was my epiphany, whatever. <laughs> and it was like a second later, my brain said, Aruba abundance. I love that. Love <laughs> it. Yeah. So, so clever. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of logistics to getting everybody out to, you know, to the middle of the Dutch yeah, Caribbean. No, absolutely. Yeah. But it's worth it. It's worth it. So. Well, that's great. And I think that's really great work that you're doing. I'm sure that the people whose lives you are changing are very grateful to you. Yeah. Um, before I let you go, can you tell me what is at the top of your travel bucket list? Yeah. Um, that beautiful little island that I love so much, mm -hmm. I'm one day going to call home. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All yeah. right. I yeah. like that. Yes. I plan to relocate there. I plan to die there. You. <laughs> yeah. And while I'm there, then I will enjoy investigating Venezuela, Costa Rica, going through the Panama Canal. So my travel will go beyond Aruba because by then Aruba will be home base. Oh, man. I love that. That's a great end goal. Yeah. Good for you. Thank you. <laughs> Blake, if anybody wants to connect with you or learn more about what you're doing, where can we find you on um, social media? The best place would be on Facebook. Just look for Blake Miles Coaching. It's the handle on everything. I've been really lucky to be able to get that as my handle mm -hmm. on every piece of social media everywhere. So <laughs> type in Blake Miles Coaching. You'll find me somewhere. Excellent. I will be sure to include links in the episode show notes so people can easily connect with you if they are so moved to. Terrific. I wish you all the best in your retreat next year and in your future relocation. <laughs> Thank you. And I hope that once you're all settled in, you'll come back and tell us a little bit about it. I will be happy to. Uh, and with any luck, I'll be broadcasting from Aruba. That sounds good to me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Kelly. If you enjoyed this episode, the best way to show your support is to rate or review us on whatever platform you're listening. And if this episode left you feeling like you just had to be there, reach out to Kelly to start planning an adventure of your own. Don't forget to follow us at HadToBeThere203 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And visit our website, www.HadToBeThere.net. Until next time, get out there and make your own Had To Be There memories.